Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about the Heartland Payment Systems legal case. We're talking with Richard Kaufman, an attorney with the Kaufman Law Firm in Beaumont, Texas. Mr. Kaufman, thanks for taking time to speak with me today. You're most welcome. Why don't you give us uh, some sense of what your role is in the Heartland cases that are winding through the courts now? Well, the first thing you have to understand is that uh, this litigation is really broken down into three segments. Uh, all of the cases that have been filed so far have been filed in various federal courts around the country. Uh, there have been about 20-plus uh, cases uh, filed on behalf of consumers. Uh, there are, as we now speak, about 10 cases filed on behalf of financial institutions, banks, and credit unions. And another four cases are securities uh, fraud type cases. Uh, I happen to represent financial institutions in the uh, bank and credit union segment of this litigation. Now, how did you get involved in the matter, Richard? I have a client in Kansas City, and uh, he sits on the board of directors of a bank, a small country bank known as Loan Summit Bank, uh, out in uh, Missouri. And I just happened to be in Kansas City with him when the news broke. He knew that I had uh, prosecuted uh, data breach cases in the past and asked me if uh, I would be willing to represent one Summit Bank uh, in this litigation since they got uh, hit pretty hard uh, by this data breach. And as a result, I filed the Loan Summit Bank case in uh, federal court in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, which happened to be the first financial institution case filed in the Heartland data breach litigation. Now, I know there's some news this week. Where are we now in the legal process with the suits that you're involved with? In the federal court system, there's a mechanism known as uh, multi-district litigation consolidation. It's done by the multi-district litigation panel, which is a select panel of federal judges. Uh, this panel meets every other month. Uh, it met in uh, late May in Louisville, Kentucky. And pursuant to these provisions, the federal court system can consolidate litigation, can consolidate various cases that are filed around the country in federal courts that are alleging uh, virtually identical claims against the same defendant. Uh, all of these cases can be brought together and consolidated and coordinated for pretrial purposes and for efficiency's sake in one federal court. Uh, the hearing took place again on uh, May 27th, and uh, just about all of the parties involved, uh, Heartland and most of the plaintiffs, uh, argued that the case be consolidated in Houston. Uh, the parties were requesting Houston because, come to find out, even though uh, Heartland is based in Princeton, New Jersey, its IT operations that gave rise to the data breach are actually located in Texas. Uh, just yesterday, uh, on uh, June 10th, the MDL panel issued its order and, in fact, has now sent uh, the litigation uh, to Judge Lee Rosenthal, who is a federal district judge in Houston, Texas. So I know we've got a long way to go here, and this will be unwinding for a while, but... What types of historic cases can we look to for precedence, if any? There's really only one class action data breach case uh, that I'm aware of uh, in which banks 
and credit unions uh, were plaintiffs, and that's the TJX data breach case, which uh, prior to the Heartland data breach case was the largest uh, data breach case in United States history. I can say that the banks initially did not fare well in that case for several reasons, uh, none of which exist in this case, in my opinion. Uh, although um, I have been following the bank side of that TJX litigation closely, and uh, it's interesting to note that the uh, First Circuit Court of Appeals just breathed new life into the bank uh, side of the case with a ruling uh, in March of this year and uh, has now sent the uh, bank case back down to the Federal District Court in Boston uh, with the directive to uh, look at class certification all over again. It, the, the district court initially denied class certification for the uh, financial institutions in that litigation, again, for reasons that uh, I don't believe exist in the Heartland case. But um, even with that uh, denial, uh, the district court's now been directed to look at it one more time. Now, what do you find is unique about the Heartland case that you know, we'll be looking at over the next you know, course of months? Two things, really. One, uh, and as you previously alluded to, there's only uh, one other uh, bank class action. This is the second one, uh, and I think uh, it's unique in that I think it's going to be a harbinger of things to come. But more important, uh, I believe it's a unique case because of the magnitude of uh, the number of accounts uh, impacted. Uh, early reports indicate that it's upwards of 100 million uh, debit and credit cards. And this has just been a devastating data breach on uh, banks and credit unions across the country. I've talked to uh, financial institution executives and operations personnel uh, in just about every state that have been impacted by this data breach. And in addition to the cost of, re of just replacing the plastic, uh, which can be upwards of $35, $40, even $50 a card, once you factor in soft costs, such as personnel costs to, to deal with bank customers and overnight delivery charges to get uh, replacement cards into the hands of their customers. That becomes a very expensive uh, uh, cost to the uh, financial institutions. And in addition to just replacing the plastic, uh, a number of these financial institutions have also had to cover uh, unauthorized charges that were placed in their customers' cards. And then a little-known cost to these financial institutions that I'm hearing about over and over again is the fact that many of, it, of their customers don't understand that it's not the financial institution's fault here. It, it's, it's Heartland, a, a payment processor's fault. But the customers don't understand it, and they're very irate, especially if they uh, went out and used a card that uh, had been compromised and canceled uh, by uh, their bank or credit union. They didn't know that it had been canceled, and they had gone to a restaurant or to the movies uh, that particular night, and their credit card had been uh, rejected, or their debit card had been rejected, and they had become embarrassed. Uh, 
then you've got an irate customer on your hands. And I've actually had uh, several uh, financial institution executives say that, that they've had customers move their accounts to other financial institutions because of it. No, there's no question. This one has been personal for the consumers and for the financial institutions as well. It seems like they've got more skin in this game than they have some of the others that we've seen. That's exactly right. So what can financial institutions and consumers realistically expect to see going forward? Well, in the long term, if this situation continues to play out and repeat itself, where you have more and more of these types of data breaches where uh, banks and credit unions are forced to replace cards, uh, either debit cards or credit cards. I think what you're going to see are uh, policy changes and even technology changes. You know, I, you can read in the, in the media reports now that the uh, CEO of Heartland uh, is already pushing for uh, end-to-end encryption of uh, uh personal financial information rather than what's uh, how it's treated now, which is basically it's kept in its native format uh, with the hope that a corporation's uh, internal firewall will uh, provide the information with the protection. Uh, the CEO of Heartland is also calling for a transparent clearinghouse of data breach information to, to get that out in the, in the uh, public quicker to stave off some of these unauthorized charges. I mean, the bottom line is I I think you're going to see policy changes. I think you're going to see technology changes. Uh, I think you're going to see uh, data security standards uh, overhauled, uh, certainly in the long term, if not in the the near term. And although I haven't seen it, I expect that there are... um, insurance companies out there working on uh, products that will uh, deal with uh, data breach situations like the one in the Heartland case. Well, that's a good point. Well, these things take time, as you know. What do you expect to see for immediate next steps? Well, as I indicated uh, earlier, once these cases uh, all uh, get down to Houston, uh the judge in the case to which the litigation has been assigned, Judge Lee Rosenthal, will um, set down uh, the initial case management conference. And at that particular point in time, she'll bring in all the lawyers uh, for all three segments of the litigation. I anticipate that for each segment of the litigation, there will be an organizational hierarchy of lawyers Hopefully the lawyers can get together and agree on uh, the hierarchy. If they can't, then there will be a period of time where applications and briefs will be submitted and then Judge Rosenthal will make that decision. Uh, But uh, I anticipate just having a gut feel for uh, her docket in Houston that that – initial case management conference will probably take place sometime in August or September of this year. And once that case management conference is squared away, once the organizational hierarchy is is squared away, then she will enter a scheduling order that will schedule the various deadlines for the various tasks in this litigation from inception in her court until trial. 
fair to say we'll be talking about this for a while. <laughs> the wheels of justice grind, but they grind slowly sometimes. Uh, although the good news is, is that uh, Judge Rosenthal is an excellent judge for this case. Uh, she's a very fair judge. She's a very even-handed judge. And um, she's very efficient at moving her docket forward, even in complex cases like this one. Um, so, you know, I expect that we'll be talking about it for at least a couple of years, but um, we'll certainly make uh, progress in the meantime. Well, very good. Richard, I appreciate your time and your insights today. Well, thank you for having me. We're talking with Richard Kaufman with the Kaufman Law Firm. The topic has been the Heartland Payment Systems Data Breach. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.